would invite you to turn with me in your Bibles. Uh, We return to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4 is largely uh, a reminder and admonition uh, that we learn from our paternal fathers, from our spiritual fathers, the instructions, the knowledge. And as we have been considering that, we looked last time at verses 10 through 13, and it's structured in such a way that those are the positive reasons why we should listen and why we should remember, why we should follow after. Well, in verses 14 and following, uh, there's additional reasons why we should hear, why we, we should receive these admonitions, and, and they're negative ones for the consequences if we don't. Uh, verses 19, 18 and 19, which are part of our text, kind of go beyond that, but that's, that's the overshadow. It's kind of the foil uh, to the reasons why we should hear and heed. So we'll start at verse 3 of Proverbs chapter 4 and read through the 19th verse. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver to you. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, nor... And do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil. And their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, this morning we continue or return, I guess, to our study of Proverbs chapter 4. To this point, clear emphasis has been made urging uh, on behalf of a father to his children. 
or perhaps better stated, these are spiritually inspired words intended for those who would have ears to hear. It is an admonition from our Heavenly Father to us as His spiritual children. Through most of these studies, there have been a certain amount of repetition or similarity to the themes and and the points of instruction that are given. Though generally, when we look closer in the context and the relationship, kind of distilling the argument that's being made or the logical case that's being built up, there's often nuanced and emphasized various aspects and relationships. Some of what we learned is that we all need to expend whatever it costs to get wisdom. Remember that the phrase, get wisdom, get instruction, and all these things. Well, that's really acquired. It's an economic term. Spend whatever it takes to get wisdom. And, of course, the emphasis, you look back on verses 5 and 7, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away. Verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. In the long haul of life, that's the real challenge, right? It's it's, it's great to begin well. It's great at this point in your life to be convicted that these things are, are, are necessary and good. But the challenge, and what Proverbs is really meeting us at, is that we will finish well. Uh, Remember I told the story when I was ordained. The pastor told me, he said, we know what you believe now. You can explain things, you can teach things. But he says, but the real challenge of the ministry is not only beginning well, but to hold fast to your doctrine, to the teaching, to the word of God, and then finishing well. You know, you can look on lines of the studies of of pastors and teachers and stuff like that, and and the rate by which they quit pastoring is quite quite scary, quite quite impressive on on a certain level. And and part of that is, you know, recognizing the cost, your role and, and your purpose and all of these things. Well, in the long haul of life, Here's what you need to believe if you're going to embrace wisdom. In the long haul of life, wisdom will not steer you wrong. She will lead you and guide you to an honorable end. As we heard, the words used in the text, it will give you an, an ornament of grace around your neck, a crown of life. Uh, look at verse 9. A crown of glory she will deliver to you. And, and here's the deal. Is there any other way to get those things? Are there any shortcuts that we can take? Or um, can we skip that part and just go to the part that we like, the end, right? Go to heaven. And and I I believe the clear instruction and teaching of wisdom is no. In our last study, wisdom's children were urged to hold fast because of the advantages that wisdom supplies. What advantages will wisdom supply? A a long life. You'll be blessed and and you will not fall. The proof, of course, uh, is is how God does hear and and grant 
what we need. Your life, already now, is a witness to God's grace, to His goodness. You have been called and kept so far. And of course, our challenge is to not let go, to keep her, to defend her, to protect her, because she is our life. So we will look at these, this next section, verses 14 through 19, under this theme. Since wisdom is the principal thing, we should hold her fast because of her benefits, which we saw last week, as well as to avoid... Uh, the pitfalls and problems of leaving her. And, and that's, of course, what we're going to see in verses 14 uh, through 17, essentially. First, we are urged to avoid the way of the wicked. We next have the unmasking of the way of darkness. And then thirdly, we have the revealing of the glorious path of justice or the glorious path of righteousness. So verse 14 begins, do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of evil. These series of negative commands of what not to do, right? Well, why do we need such negative commands? Because it's those things that without restraint, without effort, without endeavor, what we will do. Uh, in fact, uh, we, I think throughout the scriptures, when you read various commands and directions and, and we're urged to this or to that, well, whether stated positively, do these things, it's because we tend not to. When it says don't do these things, it's because we tend to. And, and so the, these instructions and these commands, especially here in the book of Proverbs, they're, they're not just falling from the sky. Uh, they're intended for real life, for real experience. They, they bear witness to our hearts where we would be without God's grace, without His upholding and sustaining us uh, in our way. In fact, um, when it describes the path of the wicked, what, what is that path? Do not walk in the way of evil. What, what is that way? Well, I, I think it's pretty clear. Don't go in the way that leads astray. Right? Don't enter the path. Don't walk in the way of evil. And, and we need to hear that. Because I think in time, in, in our lives, we, we become bored with routines. Of always doing things the same way. You know, just an illustration. There's probably two and a half miles between here and our house. And when I forget things and I have to make an extra trip back and forth, there's probably nothing more irritating to me uh, than, 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 than that. And I think that maybe your experience is the same. The same drive to work, the same drive to the store, the same, same, same. Well, I think there's an inclination in the human heart. That I want to I want to go a different way. I want to try something else. And I think that that's probably also true on, on a moral and spiritual level. Now, there, there's an allure. What do we talk about the, the grass on the other side of the fence? 
that looks good. I wish my grass looked like that. And, and, and so there is this discontent uh, that can arise within the hearts and minds of, of God's people. And, and what we are to see is that these admonitions to not do these things are addressing that very inclination. In fact, even structurally, it's kind of interesting. It says, do not enter the path of the wicked. Uh, in the Hebrew, it says the path of the wicked... Do not, do not enter that. Uh, and, and so it's, it's a juxtaposition in, in order, but, but it's, em, it's emphasizing, of course, uh, that that is not the way for us. Do not walk in the way of evil. So what is the way of evil? Just lying, cheating, dissimulation. Um, the pride of life. It sounds like First John, the... Uh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, uh, the, the, the desiring of, of, of self-gratification and so on. Well, we, we even joke that way, don't we? Uh, you join the dark side, you've got an Apple phone. It's just tongue-in-cheek, right? Or, or whatever. Um, we, we make jest of, of some things, and yet that, that is a reality uh, that we... Uh, need to recognize. And so these verses are, are, are a temperature, a barometer. Uh, they, they are a, a gut check of what, what are we doing and why. Why are we doing what we're doing? Well, if we're merely doing it because that's what um, we think everyone else expects us to do, then that, that's not as deep a reason as it, it could be and should be. But if we're convinced that the way that we're living and walking is the way that leads to life, to the exclusion of all others, then it's pretty important that we continue walking on the path of life. That, that we don't turn, this is the words of Proverbs, don't turn to the left or to the right. Because God's revealed will is clear. It, it calls us to, uh, to, to be those who would heed and, and follow after. And of course, why? Why is this so important? Well, there's, there's, a, 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 there's one path that leads to life, a long life, contentment, happiness. And, and so it's the Word of God that continually and perpetually recalibrates our moral compass uh, to follow after. And, and, and part of the convictions that we need to endure, uh, not just for a year or two, but for a lifetime, uh, is that we know the God who has revealed and spoken these things, and we trust Him. You know, my, my little motto, do you believe in God enough to do what He says? I think touches on this same subject. Because if you say that you believe in Him to save your eternal soul, but you don't think that His, his commandments and instructions for morality are valid or are the best, there's a contradiction there. And we need to be synced up in our conviction that God knows what He's talking about, and the path that He has given us is, in fact, the path that leads to life. Verse 15 continues with a number of, almost a shotgun approach of, of negatives. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Why? Well, because these things are contrary to your well-being. They're... Those paths, those things are not good. 
Uh, in fact, when we get to our next point, the, uh, the unmasking of the way of darkness, verses 16 and 17, uh, we, we see that there's a path and there's a way that, that makes sense that leads to life, and there's a path that deviates and turns aside and, and goes off the rails. And of course, these do not bring life. Verse 15, essentially, says, don't even think about it. The, the allure of sin is always the same. And so we'll see that if we go on into chapter 5, 6, and 7, he says, stolen water is sweet. You know, what, what, when you get what you don't have, it, 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 there may be some pleasure. But in the end, it's going to come back. It's going to grow. It's going to uh, have effects and consequences that you... Uh, do not want. In fact, James chapter 1, we, we read that in our class yesterday, um, describes the way sin works. The way sin has always worked. Genesis 3, way of working. Sin starts as a sinful desire, an inclination. Uh, sin, James says, and then when, when that becomes pregnant, it gives birth to sin. And then sin, the, the, the sinful deed, when it grows up, brings forth death. That's the way sin and Satan work. But, but what do we think? Oh, I can, I can take a shortcut. I can do what I want. I can manage without that. And of course, the, the answer is to nip it in the bud before it grows. Because if you give yourself to it, you, you give in to the uh, inclination, it just increases it. Oh, I'm just going to look. I'm, just, I'm not going to touch. And, and of course, one thing leads to another thing leads to... Uh, and so the way to overcome sin... I remember hearing a message from Alice Trebek. He says, deal with sin immediately. Deal with sin... You know, don't, don't wait till tomorrow. Uh, do it today. Our second point is the unmasking of the way of darkness, and it's, it's something. Look at verse 16. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil. Their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. We have to understand that there is such a thing as evil. The Catechism says our sworn enemies, the devil, the world, and our own flesh, cease not to attack us, to destroy us, to lead us astray. And so we are either giving in to those inclinations or we're standing opposed to them. There's no middle ground. And considering that there is uh, only one path that leads to life, and all others are away, well, we will do well to hear and to heed. One of the ironies is, what, what this is saying is that their food and drink is to do their Father's will. Who's their Father? Prince of Darkness, right? I, mean, I find it intriguing 
how similar that is to the words that Jesus spoke. When he said that his food and drink was to do his Father's will. Almost identical words. And of course, um, absolutely contrary outcomes and consequences. What we see is, is that the path of the sinful, and, and they almost have studies that prove this, right? That, that, the, the, that there's a part of your brain that responds to addiction, right? And, and, and those that have lived gratifying that addiction, their brains get wired to want that more and more, to seek it, to desire it. Well, it's exactly that which we read here. They, they, they want their desires met, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to have that happen. Just let's listen again to this. They do not sleep until they have done evil. Their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Their view of the world and life in the world becomes distorted. Uh, I've told a story about, well, maybe I haven't, but anyway, when you run, run downhill, what happens? At a certain point, you can't stop. Because your sense of perception and, and level is overpowered by the descending force of, 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 of the slanted hill. And, almost become, and, your, and your mind plays a trick on you. And I think that's what, the, that's what our sinful selves do uh, to, in, in the life of sin. Uh, and, and so you hear that people that get addicted to substances, pretty soon they, they need to have the booze or the drugs just to feel normal. I can't really even function without that. That's a lie. That's, that's, that's a deception. That, that is a, uh, a, a deceit from the evil one. And of course, the outcome and the consequence uh, is, is hugely dangerous. Because what, what, what are the options here? You know, I, think, I think it's just, just a huge point. Uh, those that have learned the way of wisdom and have, you know, to a degree anyway, restrained sin and sinful desire, they uh, would say they would do it again in a heartbeat at the end of their days. You know, maybe, maybe it costed the person addicted a wife, a home, a vehicle, a job, right? All of those things. There's this great, this great contradiction, right? Uh, they end up doing the very things. Uh, and what they get... Is, is, is the losing prize, right? Third point, the revealing of the glorious path of righteousness. And, and that's verse 18. But, contrast to the darkness. Contrast to the enslavement of sin and self and Satan. But, the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The just, the righteous, see and know where they are and where they're going. 
they, they know why they're doing what they're doing as, as a logical extension and expansion of God's perfect plan and purpose. And of course, this is the path, the, the way of, of the light, right? The path of the just is, the shining, is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The... Uh, word sun is actually light. God created a greater light and a lesser light. Well, this just says light. And, and, and certainly it refers to the sun, but I think it, it overshadowingly shines to the, the brilliance of, of God's person as, as He has revealed uh, what is the light, what is the truth, what is uh, the end of all of these things. Of course, ask the question, is God keeping something good from us by telling us to walk on the path of life? Are we missing out on something? Well, the the, the unregenerate heart says, maybe, I think so. But the regenerate heart trusts God, his maker. Basically, every day, we're going to listen to someone. We are. Maybe the radio, maybe the TV, maybe some talk show dude or woman. But we're going to listen to someone. And what we need to be sure that we're doing is we're listening uh, to the right voice, to the right word, to the right truth. And, of course, that's, that, that's what comes to us in the path of life. Uh, this is God's design. Uh, this is the spiritual armor that he has equipped and supplied his people with throughout the ages. We hear his voice. Jesus says that, right? John chapter 10. My sheep hear my voice, and they know me. Think about that. They know me, and they will follow me. Well, I would say that the, the words of encouragement, the words of admonition, uh, positive and negative, are uh, essential to uh, knowing which way to go. In fact, I think it was a couple weeks ago, uh, the canons of Dort talk about the means of grace. And part of the means of grace that the canons refer to uh, are the warnings, the threatenings, and the promises of God. Of course, those come to us by His Word. Uh, and, and, and He will provide and supply us with all that we need uh, as we would hear uh, that Word and, and that grace. The path of the just is like the shining sun that shines brighter unto the perfect day. And I think that indicates that as we live our lives, as we get advanced in years, we're able to see things more clearly. Hopefully, by the, by, by the dispense, dispensing of God's grace and wisdom, uh, those who are younger don't need to make the same mistakes. Part of parenting. I think it's largely uh, equipping your children so they don't make the same mistakes that you did. I could have done better. Maybe we, maybe we all can, but, but, but still. And, of course, knowing the right and the true uh, is that which will encourage them and encourage us to hold fast uh, to, to, his, to His grace and to His truth. The last phrase kind of returns to the same, the earlier verses. The way of the wicked is like darkness 
they do not know what makes them stumble. See, wickedness and rebellion distorts reality. Just a silly example, but we have one of those magnifying mirrors with a light on it in our bathroom. One side is like 10 times, it's convex, and the other side's normal, and I never use it, but Julie always uses it to do like eye stuff or whatever, and she leaves the distorted mirror facing me, and I hate it. So I, every day I, I turn the distortion uh, into the clear and, and the direct. And, and, and I think there's a parable of sorts in that, uh, in that the world is, is distorted in what it thinks, what it says, what it promises. Because what, it, what is it saying? It's advertising. Life, happiness, success is, is available here or there by doing this or that. But it's a lie. Either you're going you're to listen to somebody. You're going to say, I trust that person to, to, to make decisions for me in the future. Well, I'm not saying listen to me, but I am saying listen to the Word of God. Listen to the admonitions that are, that, that are here spoken. For the path that grows clearer, that grows brighter as we, as we live, is certainly the path that we want to be on. The, the, the way, the path of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. They think they're wise. When they're foolish. They think they know and understand when they don't. Some of you have seen the Truth Project. Um, Del Tackett talks about the truth, right? This cosmic battle for the truth. One thing he says is, that, is if you want to know what the world says, just premise anything contrary to the truths and the commands of God. And one of the examples he uses is creation. The Bible says God created the heavens and the earth. What does the world say? Well, that evolution took place over billions of billions of years. And that, in effect, uh, the soup of primordial ooze resulted in the world, which we see and know. Uh, take the institution of marriage, uh, of the human heart and spirit. All you hear is confusion. Unfulfilled uh, promises uh, from a world that's bent on darkness. And so what we need to see is the way of darkness. The way of the wicked is like darkness. It makes them stumble. It's as if they are intoxicated by the lie. And they are not able to see. So the question is, do we want to wonder and doubt and never be sure? Or do we want to embrace the truth and know what it is that is pleasing in God's sight and live? Decide we're going to sing Psalm 1 as our closing him today, because the believer, right, he is like a tree planted by rivers of water. Whatever 
that brings forth its fruit in its season. Whatever he does prospers, but not so with the wicked. He is like the chaff, which the wind blows away. He will never prosper, but the way, uh, the way of the righteous will endure, will succeed, and will continue. Might it be that we embrace the way, the truth, and the life that leads us to the path of wisdom and the way that God has provided. Amen. Gracious God, we thank you that we can be gathered here, that we can open your word, that we can study these things. Oh Lord, we pray that through it we would become wise. We would gain understanding and conviction. Uh, that we would even labor toward an ironclad conviction that these things are so, that your word is true, that your way alone is right. Lord, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.